For this very high-class, highbrow audio podcast, we hired the finest British announcer to introduce the program. By most estimates, there are more than 283 multilingual people in this world. The Leonard boys are not counted among these. Instead, they belong to a much larger, less exclusive group, the monolinguals. And so, our heroes are engaged in the tireless pursuit to master the many nuances of the English language, their native tongue. To do this, they must navigate the intricacies of its definitions and qualifications. How many rocks are there? What counts as a rock anyway? Isn't sand just really small rocks? Anything is fair game when you're indulging absurdity. Hello and welcome to Absurdity Indulgence. I'm Davis Leonard. I'm Joel. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, before we get started, Joel, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the title of the podcast. Okay. I don't want to change it, uh, <laughs> if that's what you're thinking. I know, you get a little bit of fear stricken in eyes there for a second. It's all good. All right, all right, all right. I want to I I want to talk about how uh, unintentionally I think it's a it's a fantastic title. For one, alphabetically speaking, it's going to be at the top of we're, we're very everyone's high. podcast list. Yes, <laughs> very high. A B. Yes, we're going to be one of the top ones. Yes, no the, what. Uh, other than Aardvark enthusiasts, <laughs> we've got. I was just ab- <laughs> I was just about to say it's like AAA, <laughs> who were smart enough to name their. Uh, business with enough A's to protect themselves from any aardvark related businesses that could come up <laughs> to, to be on page one of the phone book <laughs> um but not only that but the fact that it's absurdity intelligence ai like machine learning it's that i think that's exactly what we're doing like the, well, the questions we're asking are so similar to what ai does we're trying to take these rules that we know mm-hmm uh, apply them to something and kick out an answer, and then if it doesn't, if it's not an answer we like, we just change the rules. <laughs> this is what the tray. So, so, so for short, our podcast is AI. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what we're doing. It's so serendipitous. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> it's just a thought that occurred to me yesterday. Something we definitely did on purpose from the beginning. Uh huh. All planned. Okay. All that marketing. But, but our, our marketing team. If we start calling it AI, we bump Ooh, ourselves we down. Our, okay, we're, we're not calling it that. Like, like it'll still be that in the title, so that it shows up. But you know, so we get that AB, or right? High, high in the list. Okay. But avid listeners will will all call it AI to each other. Okay. That's all I really had on that. It was it was just something I thought was interesting. Right. Well, please. You got something you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Don't you have the list? Oh, I, I mean, I do have a list. You also have the list. Surely I've shared this list with you. <laughs> but nothing nothing going on in your life that like sparked something? Um Yeah, but, but okay, so 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 I'll I'll come across things and then I'll like 
have have to like, well, I need to I need to do like a little bit of knee research before before I pull I bring it up because like, well, well, so I don't remember what we were going through, but something happened. And I was like, Blaziken should have been a Digimon. Blaziken does not look good as a Pokemon. He should have been a Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, ooh, yeah, because it's it's the angles, right? It's right, the angles yeah, yeah, on him. yeah. yeah. It's, he's it's... so much more angular than a Pokemon should be, right? Uh, he's... And, along with a round Torchic, mm-hmm. like the first, which is like evolution. the rookie mm-hmm. thing. So that he, little he... that little ball Digimon with the Pikachu ears. He was orange. He had little lightning oh, bolt Pokemon. ears. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who that is, but that it's is Pokemon. The isn't one, it? I what? To- no, oh no, Palmon. That was Palmon. Nope, I don't nope. know. Palmon, I ha- dang it. I had a yep. how to draw Digimon book growing uh-huh. up. That's the one I drew all the time because he's just a ball. <laughs> that was one step in the DIY page. It was like draw a ball, ears, done. <laughs> Fill in the rest. Right. And, and, and so like that thing is like, so I was like, that's one. And then, but then it was like, well, well, are there other ones that, that like really should have been swapped or like don't fit? Honestly, I feel like the last six generations of Pokemon have, should all have been Digimon. They just got really angular as they went on. And and that's okay. To, to me, that's okay. So there's definitely a change in drawing style. I don't, I don't yes, know. Absolutely. You know, cause it's a business. They've got artists that right. come and go. Um, because I've definitely seen people be like, here are gen five Pokemon drawn as gen one. Like gen one. Yeah. And, and like, and seeing those drawings, I'm like, Oh, those look like Pokemon. So my curmudgeonly like only the original 150 are good really comes down to uh, that art aesthetic is what clicks for me in my brain as like a Pokemon. And yeah, so that's what a Pokemon that, should look like. And so there there are some that fit. However, Blaziken specifically I was like that's a Digimon. <laughs> that, is, that is a discarded <laughs> Digimon Doodle that got lost in the trash and got picked up by the Pokemon company. There's no way that wasn't intended to be a digital monster. Do you, do you think they poached a Digimon artist, and that's who came up with Digimon? Uh, Maybe like he he had been pitching this one for years. Mm-hmm. And like, for no, 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 no. Yeah. And I was like, well, fine. <laughs> but is there anything like going the other way? Because Digimon, you know, always was the the like big old ripoff from the cactus one. Our perspective, <laughs> the cactus Digimon should have been a Pokemon. Yeah, like that. He doesn't look like a Digimon, does he? I, I say that, but there's definitely cactus Pokemon already. Yes, yes, there are, <laughs> and and that's what a cactus Pokemon looks like. They have the answer for you right there. Yeah. Um, but did Digimon, as they digivolved, had more war elements to it? Like they had guns and like cannons yeah, like and artillery. Yeah. <laughs> Weaponry. <laughs> metal pieces. Mm-hmm. There was a like metal Greymon and metal Garurumon. Like yeah, they had a lot more. They they started doing the uh, varying evolutions way sooner than Pokemon did. Oh yeah, like different forms. Oh yeah, yeah, because the Pokemon in X and Y can digivolve basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the this was this was my example of like things from like oh I I feel this way, but I need to definitely do more research because I only have these like haphazard pieces of Pokemon and Digimon information in my brain yeah. from from way beyond, from way back in the day. Where I'm like, I have to piece them together and I can't remember people's names. <laughs> so what you're saying is you've got nothing. <laughs> I'm saying I need to do more research into Digimon. 
Okay, so you've got stuff cooking, and we can look forward to them in the future. Yes, we'll we'll do that. We'll All do right. that podcast in the future. All right. Um, then I might hit you with one. I don't think this is going to spark a super long uh discussion. Okay. But it it is something that uh occurred to me. It didn't occur to me. It it I witnessed it and thought, huh? <laughs> um, I was watching a YouTube video in which a person was reading some text and. In the in the text, it was written the word proportionally. Okay. And as they read it, they said the word proportionately. Proportionately. So there are two words, proportionally and proportionately. Uh huh. Is there a difference between those two words, Joel? Proportionately and proportionally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we sure that both of them are words? I did do my research. Good for and you. The answer is yes. Okay. And here's here's the trouble. When I did look this up, I also saw the definitions, so I know what the difference is. I just want to hear from you. Um, can I will start by saying there's not a difference. <laughs> it's actually rather <laughs> remarkable when I alt-tab between two browsers right. of the Google definition, the only thing that changes is the word. The definition is the exact same. Word for word? Yep. It just changes proportionately to proportionally. It's uncanny. Um but I, I hate that. I think <laughs> I, I, there are already, I've said this before, not on this, but to you, we've got too many words. <laughs> and I don't think we need two words that mean the exact same thing sounding exactly alike. Um, how, how often does that happen? Do you have like... At least once every 28 years in my experience. <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> <laughs> but in the grand scheme of all of the universe... That's too often. There's there's not a generation that goes by. <laughs> not one generation. <laughs> where we don't have very mm-hmm. similar sounding words. They always have to deal with it. And that's a shame, really. Proportionately, proportionally. That, like, that just has to be a, a like, language is fluid slip of the tongue, but we, we hung on to the original word situation, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's too many... People stood by saying, "This is the correct way," and somebody said, "Nah, it's close enough." I'm fine. It's like if if you there's I don't remember what it's like it's Merriam-Webster or somebody some dictionary where you're like you look up the word literally and one of the definitions is figuratively. <laughs> yeah, where they just let <sighs> fine like we pounded it into the. <laughs> well, that's the thing is language is always evolving. Yes, and um, as someone who appreciates hard, fast rules that he can follow. I don't like that. <laughs> I understand the, the reason for it, and it's it's a good thing, I guess, but I want clear answers. <laughs> I, it, it is a good thing, and, like, it, we, we need to be able to, like, have language evolve because, like, we need to be able to make up words because they invent things, and we got it, like, like, staplers. I remember um, being, I wasn't in Latin, but I took mythology from the Latin teacher, and so mm-hmm. there were several kids in Latin in there and talking to them and like they had to talk about how to say stapler in Latin and there's no way to say stapler in Latin. They didn't have staplers. <laughs> so they were, they were saying like paper collector or paper holding or something like that where mm-hmm. they're just kind of trying to make up a word with the Latin that existed. Just stitch it together. Yeah. And it's like, it's nice that we live in like an evolving language where it's like we kind of we got to come up with a new, a new jumble of letters. <laughs> For that thing, the only problem is there's nothing that means literally anymore. 
Because <laughs> literally can mean figure. So if I say something is literally yeah. true, I can arguably say something is be. figuratively true. <laughs> and and like figuratively didn't like switch places. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think that would made it made it worse. <laughs> it would have absolutely made it worse. That's not the solution I'm proposing. <laughs> they are now interchangeable. <laughs> In all cases. Uh, when we are making up new words though, is it always nouns? Are are nouns proportionately more made up more often than other types of words? Because we invent because we're naming stuff. Yeah. I mean, to Google something is a verb. Yeah. Because we invent nouns, but then we interact with the nouns and mm-hmm. have to invent verbs to interact with new nouns. Yeah, okay. So, or, I mean, the only option is to do that or to add definitions to existing verbs. Okay, so we have an existing word and we uh, appropriate a different definition to it. Like surf. Is, is a good example. With an E or a U? With a U. Oh, like, like, okay. like surfing the internet. <laughs> we, we, oh. we took the verb surf and mm-hmm. we added it. We, we, we added definition to it because now we surf in a different way because we have a noun that we have to verb with. Was that term used prior or after the how to use the internet books with a kid on a keyboard. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> literally that surfing it? the web? I, I, I think assume that was, they, I think that was, I think that picture is created <laughs> because people are surfing the web. Oh, okay. <laughs> you think, you think one random book <laughs> was so ubiquitous <laughs> in the early nineties? Some really ambitious graphic designer, uh, <laughs> Change the way we sp- speak about the internet. Or he just called it. <laughs> he was on the internet. I was like, this feels I mean, like the ocean, man. I'm going to. That's the thing. That kind of thing happens. Sometimes people just make decisions and everybody goes, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that, that I don't, there, there's no way to like predict that because otherwise corporation, True. we would be binging things as much as Googling because they'd be like, we got to do it. We got to follow yeah. the steps to, to make up a word. I don't recall ever either starting or finishing the book Frindle. Uh, did you? I did both of those things. <laughs> okay. Um, I am aware that it is a book about renaming pins as Frindles. Is that correct? A, a kid just yes. invented the word Frindle and applied it to a thing that already existed? What happened in that book? Yes. I, I'd like a book report from you now, please, Joel. <laughs> Go ahead. It's fourth spoilers grade Spoilers for Frindle. Oh yeah. You've been meaning to If you've not if you are if you're looking to read Frindle and don't want that to be spoiled, the ending of that book, you may return at the appropriate time. I don't know how to pre mention it. That. Uh-huh. It's not a long book, it shouldn't be a long book report, but yes, the kid in it is an inquisitive kid and is like, What happens? And so he decides that pins are called Frindles. Or that Frindle is a word that can mean pin. Um and so he uses it. They're in fifth grade. It's fun to use this made-up word. It mm-hmm. grows and grows and grows, and eventually everybody uses the word "friendle" to mean pin. So, and they, and they're used essentially interchangeably. That does not sound novel-worthy. It's a great book. You should read it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's yeah. It's aimed at fourth, fifth grade level elementary school. Um, and so like, there's a teacher who's like an English teacher, who's like you know. Here's the important etymology of the word pen, and you know you should, mm. Um, mm. you know, respect that, and not just you, you can't just willy nilly make up words. Um, 
He's like, well, I called it a friend, though. Now it's a friend, though. I like, based off of your report, mm-hmm. uh, this kid's... Um, Moxie? Moxie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, however, I am, from an outsider, again, not having read the book, not too pleased with his execution, as far as, I agree, you can't just pick a word and go with it. If you, I mean, what kind of pin, what pin can be a friendle and what pin can't? Is it replacing all the words pin? Is it the writing utensil, writing utensil specifically? It does not add anything other than it's a different word for the same thing. Which, and that's what I don't like about I, it. I, I, we I already have the word. For. We don't need a new word. <laughs> and objectively, friendle is a worse word. It's longer. It's harder to spell. And it could have been used for something else that doesn't have a word for it. You're you're wasting words on things that already exist, and I don't I don't care for that. <laughs> now, if this were to happen in real life, then yes, there would at some point be like a, a friendle is a certain type of pin. I also don't think friendle would take off over pin. I think I think pin is objectively a better word. Yeah. So, uh, it 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 fits pencil like it's in the writing utensil family. Mm-hmm, and yeah, mm-hmm. shorter and easier to spell. Like when you're trying to introduce somebody to the concept of pins, mm-hmm. it, it's easier to do with a pin. Did you recall the the etymology of pin from the book? Did it explain it? It because did. I don't remember. I am curious about pen and pencil now. I assume pencil was first, but maybe not. Because I mean, like a quill is closer to an ink pen, but surely we were using, you know, like charcoal or something before ink pens. I don't have a copy of Friendle, but I, and I don't remember what it was. But basically, yeah, it, it was this like there. And again, it's a book for, you know, very young kids. And, and it does introduce that interesting concept of like, we're all living in a crazy chaos bubble. And mm-hmm. the only reason it works is because we all silently agree, you know, yeah, that that those yellow lines in the road represent walls that you can't go through. Mm hmm. <laughs> God, that blows me away all the time. Not all the time. Just every once in a while, I'll think about it. And like, that is the thinnest little safety barrier that we just assume no one's going to cross. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you can call a pin a friendle and nobody will stop you is a much safer and more pleasant way to introduce that to that age group. Fair enough. And that's what the um, friendle should be about, not about <laughs> this is just paint and you can drive over it. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a very short book um <laughs> i want to appreciate that book for what it is uh-huh. and now take <laughs> friendle back and let us now choose what friendle should mean not pen what is friendle to you joel well, friendle is now a novel like just because novels are right, named... that's not all novels what it's not all novels, though. Right, but it is a novel. Like, right, but... You can't... I'm trying to think on the fly of another example that's a lot... But there's novels that are one made-up word names. Um, right, and, and but the, I'm I, saying... Those are now those novels. That's the name of the... <laughs> that's what it is in, in popular etymology. I think Frindle is a good word, though. It's It's concise. It's easily pronounced. It is spelled the way it sounds, and it's not being used... Oh! Except for the book. This, okay, how about Cimmerillion? A Cimmerillion, well, that, it's that book. Right, but I mean, that's like Bible, though, you know? Frindle is not the book. Frindle <laughs> is the title of that book. The Cimmerillion is the Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion? Cimmerillion? What is it? Cimmerillion? <laughs> Cimmerillion. Okay, I nailed it. 
I'll cut, I'll cut that bad one out. <laughs> you can't nail things on the third try. You, you, you made it. Of course you can nail things on the third try. What do you mean? That's the whole point of Olympic sports. Track and field, they take like five tries. You get to keep the one that you nailed. <laughs> but you can't call nailed it on the third try. <laughs> if you get two strikes and a base hit... It's not a nailed it. And then on that third one, you nail it. Like, it goes out the park. It's a, it's a fine base hit. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. But the, there's, if you if you take two strikes and then home run, you don't you didn't nail it, you're thinking base. You nailed the third hit, but you didn't nail your at-bat because it took you three tries to get there. Here's the thing, Joel. You did because uh, batting averages are not based on pitches. It's based on at-bat. So the fact that you got a home run, that's a hit. I don't care for that. I don't like it. You don't. If if you nail it, you got it in one. Nail it as a first try. Okay. Okay. Next next time we are together uh-huh. at uh, any sort of family gathering, uh-huh. I'd like to give you a hammer and a nail and say you get one swing. <laughs> Please put this nail in. You don't nail nails. You oh, nail wood. Hammer nails. <laughs> you hammer nails. You hammer don't nails. You? Okay. You did get me there, Joel. Yes. You got me there. <laughs> That's hard to argue. But I'm going to try. Okay. So... <laughs> okay. Are you saying that as soon as a nail goes into the wood, it is nailed? I would say that it has to fasten it to something. Mm. Like if it's nailed to the wall, it is staying up there. I'd like you to nail a piece of wood to the wall with one swing. You get one chance. Uh-huh. It's got to stay in the wall. No taps, no setting. If I did that, that would be nailed it. You would have nailed it. However, if you take three swings, Mm -hmm. you will eventually have nailed it. Okay. Using the... the, Okay, first of all, I don't think I have to nail it to something to nail it. I think the nail has to go through the piece of wood. But if I have a piece of wood with a nail now sticking out of it... Through or into? I think it's got to be at least into, right? Like, the nail has to be... Well, yes, it can't go through without going into. <laughs> yes. I, I, It definitely has to go through. I'm waffling on into. It can't have nicked it, because then you nicked it. You didn't nail it, you nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your, your dent has to be dented enough that the nail is now standing in the wood on its own without any support. And then that wood has been nailed? That is the minimum amount. I am very open to the idea that you have not successfully nailed it, n- nailed a piece of wood with that, with at least the majority of the shaft of the nail, I guess. Sure, yeah. Into the, or through the wood. More has to be in than out. In or through than out, because it could be a very thin piece of wood. I just don't see how that that is nailed. Okay, let's, let's uh, take our problem and shift verb here and okay. say you you screw the 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 wood mm-hmm. is it screwed just with a screw in it or does it need to be screwed to something? to something i think okay so why does it not have to be nailed to something if, if you if I, i've nailed the wood first of all yes if i take that piece of wood i need to nail that wood to the wall and so i hold the wood up to the wall yes and i aim for that nail uh-huh. And then I miss, and I put a hole in the wall. And then mm-hmm. I miss, and I put another hole in the wall. And yes. then I miss, and I put a third hole in the wall. 
and then I finally hit that nail, and now th- yep. and get that wood hanging up there. I don't think mm-hmm. I've nailed that project. <laughs> There's now three holes in the wall. You didn't nail the project, but you nailed the wood. <laughs> didn't nail the wood, but I, I don't feel I can shout you certainly nailed, nailed it something, with an exclamation though. point. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the exclamation point in the phrase nailed it <laughs> dictates a level of initial success <laughs> that I did not achieve with my three hole one wood wall so it's a matter of scope is what you're saying I, 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 I think to get the, the claim of nailed it you, you get it in one so when I said Cimmerillion I nailed it <laughs> but, then, but then you backed up and questioned Sure. If you but... if you if you walk up to that baseball plate and you knock it out of the park and then you go, oh, I don't Let know, can try we do again. that again? I, I really I don't feel like are you allowed I to lost do that? You think? Of it. <laughs> so, do we really know it went out of the park? <laughs> yeah. Then, like, if you knock it and it goes into space, you nailed it. But if you knock it and it goes into space and you stand there and you're like, I don't feel comfortable walking around here because we didn't see it get out of the park. It could just be over the park still. We got to play this again. We have to wait. We have to wait till it comes down. (laughs) Yes, if you stand Hmm. there and meander, if you you hit that ball with with escape velocity, (laughs) I mean, you can run the bases. Okay, but what I'm saying is, you have if you hit it with escape velocity and then run the bases with confidence, you've nailed it. But if you absolutely the batter waffle about it and sit on home plate, being like, I'm not sure what's going on, you're. Your lack of confidence has negated the nailed it of it. I I, I think nailed it exclamation point has a it, it is it is like majority confidence. I think it's a matter of scope. I think if you just look at the hit, which I just looked at the one time I said cerulean, I don't think that was right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're actively unnailing it. <laughs> you're prying it. Cimmerillion. I I got there. Um, if you get there, you <laughs> I've lost total track of what we're talking about, Joel. This is so off the rails. You uh... new words? I think Frindle <laughs> is an excellent word. It is not the word for a a reference book. Uh, it's not like encyclopedia. It is the na- title of a novel. I don't think that describes what Frindle is. Okay. At best, then, I feel like you're jumping like nine conversations back. I feel like there's so many threads. No, because you brought up you brought up Cimmerillion. <laughs> you brought up the Cimmerillion. Yes. And that got us there. So I'm going back to calling it Frindle. Okay. I think at best, you can argue that Frindling something is arbitrarily renaming it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That is an app. That is a great use of the word friendle. It is actually a verb. When you friendle something, mm. you arbitrarily rename it to anything you want. However, I do not think that negates that friendle also, for all intents and purposes, means pin. Because I mean, to those few that have read the book, more people have read the book than have listened to this podcast that we are still in the middle of recording. So, as yes. of the moment of this recording. But when, only 50% of the population in this podcast have read it. <laughs> that is true. But again, 
So, like, pin is also a verb. You need to pin something in. Let me just pin you in real quick. So, frindle can be mm. the noun pin and the verb to frindle something to arbitrarily rename it. Can it be, is it, are you, you're, can it be that other verb version of pin? Was that addressed in the book? Not to my recollection. Sounds like that kid did not change that word pin. It changed the noun pin to frindle. He did. Hey, and again, I don't, I, I, I feel like there, there was some aspect of he did not change it. He, he did not negate the existence of pin. Yes, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he did not even claim to do that. This is just an right. additional, an, an alternative word that you could use. Mm-hmm. So without the context of your goal to dismantle this as a concept, there are plenty of those options out there where you have two words that mean essentially the same thing. If you pin someone into your schedule, mm-hmm. is that more certain than penciling someone into your schedule? Ooh. Is penciling someone I mean, in leaving you room to reschedule? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would suggest an eventual certainty of let me chisel you in. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I was just about to say, I think chiseling someone into your schedule is the the most guaranteed uh language to use when you're committing to an engagement of some kind yes but but that that is a commitment on a level that i don't know if i would feel that comfortable other than like my own death yeah that seems way too guaranteed <laughs> uh i don't think it's ever being used and i think that's why it's because it's too guaranteed <laughs> you think it's been there this whole time <laughs> it's been there this whole time no one's used it though because who knows what can happen you don't want to chisel anybody into your schedule. You want to chisel in an event. No, you'll look like a right rube. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pin you in, but that's it. <laughs> I have no confidence past a willingness to pin you in. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. I mean, if somebody's pinning me in, I understand that you're not feeling comfortable <laughs> to chisel me in. That's too much to ask of you. Yes, you also you also cannot get upset. Yeah. Because I'm not willing, like, like that. That's fair. I'm not willing to chisel you in either. Exactly. It's there's, there is no situation. Okay. All right. I will. I will acknowledge the existence of chiseling in. The I don't know what you were talking about before this. The acknowledgement of its existence and its non-use. <laughs> it is. It is the nuclear option of scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A scheduling cold war. <laughs> <laughs> Where neither one of us will chisel the other one in. That's right. As to not embarrass the other. Mutual embarrassment is... (laughs) (laughs) Ensured mutual embarrassment. (laughs) Or we could just both make the appointment and it'd be fine. It could happen. It's just not worth And everyone's okay. (laughs) And everyone's happy. (laughs) Well, also to chisel in a time. We're like, yeah, yeah, let's do that at five. And then you're like, at 5.03, oh no! So like, to to chisel... A name in, maybe I would feel confident enough mm. to do that. I'm yes. Like, I'm definitely going to do something with you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. On this date. But to chisel like a time in. But that's the thing. You're scheduling. You're implied to be a time. Okay. So my date book. Yes. In this scenario has, just has blocks. So I'm, I got a date. I know that we're going to do something on the 14th. And if I just chisel your name in, and then I'll pin in mm-hmm. a time or a pencil in a time. And a, I'll, I'll and pin chisel in, the in five, that question mark. And then I'll pencil in the <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> as, as we get more specific. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta keep it. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, well, that, that part was just penciled in. I got here at 5.15, whatever. 
<laughs> I'll, unless I go the other I can way. It easily. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Although, I will say that uh, with the invention of cement, that is the chisel whiteout. That is the whiteout of chiseling. Just fill You're in right. those gaps with cement, and it is no longer really anything. There's no commitment to chiseling. <laughs> I mean, cement is still more expensive than whiteout, which is more expensive than an eraser. So you still have the, the levels yeah. of commitment from pen, pencil to chisel. Um, yeah. but you, you no longer have what you, you no longer have that, that immovable option. Everything, right. Everything that can be done can now be undone. The price you pay though goes up with the level of commitment that you've made. Yes, exactly. All right. So that leaves us where with proportionately and proportionally. I was trying to remember what words were. <laughs> proportionately and proportionally. Yeah. I don't like that they have the same definition. I'd like to change one of them. I, I understand where you're coming from. I I feel like they are too similar of words for one of them to just start meeting Miati or something. Yeah, yeah. There's too much of a root word. And, and I don't... Proportionately, proportionally... Is one bigger than the other? I believe they're proportional, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, this other thing is like, they, 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 they are, I, I don't know if you can change them without just, I, it, that, I don't know if that's any more effective than just negating one as a word. And yeah. I'm not a fan of that because I'm a fan of words being words. Okay, yeah. And that's fair. I think we can boil it down to a little bit that proportionate, and proportional are the same thing. Because both of them, both of those words, you can break them down a little bit more. Proportionate and proportional. In a proportionate manner or in a proportional manner. Yes, which are the same word. I think proportionate should not be a manner in which you do something. If it's in the manner of doing, it's proportional. So what is proportionate then? Proportionate is a state of being. Okay. So I would say the, like your response to, to someone's action can be proportionate mm-hmm. but not proportional because you you could you gotta have be able to have a proportional response okay i, I think <sighs> see see here's the thing i yeah um i I'm, I'm gonna take the opposite approach of you i think um because i i have i have found myself in situations where i will describe something and being told, that's not a word. Like, I'll find something, I'm like, mm, this is very skamushy. And like, skamushy's not a word. And I'm like, well, this is skamushy. Skamushy is the best way to describe this. And then the response is like, you can't just make up words. And you gotta be like, well, they're all made up at some point. <laughs> they're all made up, every word. So, in defense of right. skamushy, I don't want to mm-hmm. negate the existence of words. So... If you have proportionate and proportional, I'm like, those are words. They're both words. Because they are so the close word, I, I don't... Th- there's not one where I'm like, this is not that. <laughs> like, like, we can have proportional be this, but proportionate now is this with a hat on it. If they were more different, I would be more willing to, like, designate what is what. But... Chanette and Chanel, like, like it's 
how many letters different? One? <laughs> I was... Um... <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say one, and I was like, uh, not not seeing them in front of me. I don't know what I what I trust in my brain. I think it's an L and a T E, right? Proportion. Yes. So I okay. So I I get. I think what I'm saying is like I feel like I feel like one is the real word and the other one is the made up word. But since all words are made up, that's no extra points for the real one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying this is a lost case for me. There's no way to. I I am. I am always willing to open it and explore it, but as of this moment in time, I am I am willing to acknowledge the existence of a real word and a made-up word where you get to use whichever one you want as the real word. Because I... I just feel like it sets a dangerous precedent where we can just slightly alter any word we want and get away with it. Okay. Um, so what's the nightmare scenario with that? I will hit you with that right now. Uh, um, hang on, it's coming. I've got a nightmare. I just have to think of it. So I, like, like the worst I'm seeing is like, um, you, you might run somewhere, you might run somewhere, which is just running, but like more of it, running with a hat on it. <laughs> I think, okay. Here's mm-hmm. here is a legitimate nightmare scenario okay. where it, it it is now actually a problem. Flammable and inflammable. That's just because we used the word inflammable wrong, right? Inflammable is is not correctly assigned a definition. It is it it, it should mean the opposite of what it does. Something something that's flammable can catch on fire. Correct. Something that's inflammable can also catch on fire. So we that's just wrong. Yes, I believe so. Okay, I'm I will do a quick bing of inflammable and see what it comes <laughs> up with. Easily set on fire. Inflammable is easily set on fire. Not even like it like they really leaned into the wrongness of it. Okay, so that is but that is because flammable can be flamed and inflammable can be inflamed. Right, I guess. I mean, that's 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 the that that's why that exists. So okay, so you're saying I should take Tylenol to reduce flammation, not inflammation. <laughs> Tylenol creates inflammation. It should create inflammation. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Unflammation. <laughs> if something is inflamed. If a building is inflamed, it's covered in flames. I, I don't know that buildings are inflamed ever. Well, buildings aren't flamed. Because inflammation is like swelling <laughs> and redness. Yeah, but, but, it, but it gets the inflammation because it has a burning sensation, right? Yeah, but that's why I don't, I don't believe buildings suffer from inflammation, do they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do they suffer from flammation? They might if they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is inflamed with an E? Is that a thing? Inflame or E-N, inflame. Okay. Yeah, E-N, inflamed instead of inflamed. Inflamed. The problem is, okay, the problem with the building is that I don't know why you're saying it's inflamed when it's really just in flames. It is in flames. I think that might be an issue where, where those have gotten their wires crossed. And because they're too close. Okay, but that I, I that comes from... 
That comes from inflamed describing a feeling and a situation. So you yes. have a burning sensation. It, you, you feel inflamed. Yeah, on the inside. Now, that burning sensation comes from a swelling. So we have continued to use the, pe- right. the feeling descriptor to describe the physical situation. Correct. That That is what you don't care for. Well, it's not that I don't care for that. I just don't care for the results of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me let me uh, kind of compare it to something else. Um, famous and infamous are both famous, but infamous ap- uh, applies a. Uh, You're famous for a bad reason, right? It it applies a a, a qualifier to the mm-hmm. to the famousness. Yes. So. If it's inflamed rather than just flamed, it mm-hmm. should apply a qualifier to the flamed flamedness. Does it? Let's ruminate on it. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> well ruminated. <laughs> I mean, if it does, I I can't come up with on the top of my head what it would be. No. Um. I I I feel like. Something that's inflamed is the sensation of being flamed without the physical property okay. of being flamed. I like that. I'm happy with that. So, so if I okay, okay, let's say let's if I'm a magician and I can I can cast a spell that sets you on fire. I can also cast a spell that gives you the feeling of being on fire and burning. Right, flame but or does inflamed. not do physical damage to you. It just hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. So. I think that would be the difference between flamed and inflamed. And I'm happy with that. I think that's very good. It involves magic, but we're good. (laughs) Well, yeah. But, like, if you eat a chili pepper, your tongue might be inflamed. Yes. Rather than flamed. Yes, exactly. What a good real-world example that doesn't involve (laughs) magic. Excellent job, Davis. Thank you. So, something that is inflammable could also be flammable. Yes. But it is susceptible to feeling like it's on inflamed or feeling like it's flamed yes so that to me says that something that is inflammable has to be sensory like it has to be it has to to have some sort of sense that not self-diagnosis yeah that can be right or wrong right but but let's say like a piece of paper cannot be inflammable it is just flammable right What, what what is an example of something that is inflammable not from you, but from, like, an outside... That's not the human body? <laughs> yes. Well, right now, according to the rest of the world, things that can be set on fire. Right. Which I think is wrong. See, okay, but I, I, I would be willing to say that, like, a... I don't know... A building could be inflammable. Because there can be a system in the building that can believe the building is on fire and respond accordingly. Mm. Whether or not it's on fire... The building's mm. system okay. will still respond to that potential fire. I think you could make an argument for it being inflammable at that point. Okay, so I, I also think that things that can, like a combustible engine maybe, something that can overheat um, might be inflammable um, because okay. it can, re- it can it respond. Responds, it responds to the heat yes, without being as on if it was fire. fire. Yeah, without being on fire. I mean, there is fire in it. I mean, and, and 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 fire might happen because of that, right? But it is not I, okay. So flammable, flammable things. That thing is flammable. Don't put it near a fire. 
mm-hmm. that thing is inflammable, don't allow it to be in a situation where it will catch on fire. How is that different than putting it near fire? <laughs> <laughs> that is a situation that will get it to catch on fire. However, if I leave a piece of paper out in the sun all day in the on the hottest day of the year, right. it's just going to be a piece of paper. Right. But if I have a car engine... Or your cell phone. Or your cell phone out in the sun all day on the hottest day of the year, it can be destroyed by fire, basically, because it will respond as if it's on fire. And thus, then will be on fire. Here's here's where I'm running into an issue with that, though, is now you're just talking about heat and the the difference between heat and fire. Yes. um, I am wondering if there are some gases somewhere on the periodic table Mm -hmm. that might combust with something that is not exclusive to heat. If there are other volatile options that will... And I don't have the knowledge of the gases where I can be like, hey, if you put this gas and this gas in a jar together and shake it, it's going to explode. Yeah, me neither. I do know there's like, like, I do know there's like lithium ion batteries or whatever that if punctured can catch fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know exactly why they catch fire. It might just be that the arcing electricity is released and causes some craziness. Yes. Don't know that it's specifically because of heat or not heat. So I think I think inflammable things can catch fire due to situations. Flammable things are literally just don't let it be close enough for an existing fire to make contact with it. Right. Your clothes are flammable. If it's flammable and fire touches it, it will catch fire. Yes. If it's inflammable, it has the potential to create fire due to uh, any whatever see, number. I'm feeling like it's going the other way with that. It's not that it's going to it's not that it's going to create fire, but it will respond as if there is fire because inflammation is is a response to something. Okay, but its response to fire might be exploding to catch fire, thus creating fire. <laughs> Right, but the creating of the fire is not what makes it inflammable. It's the response. It's the exploding that makes that determines it. Okay, and I'm I'm thinking of my hypothetical gases and a engine, basically, which I would say are inflammable. Yeah, I'm worried about the engine though, because what happens in the engine is a result of flames. It's not catching fire. I mean, because that would imply that all metals are inflammable, and is that something we want? Because they heat up. And they mm-hmm. they and they respond to that. Melt. Yeah, it's definitely a response to heat, but it's not. I mean, it's a response as if it were in fire. But do they ever do that while not when okay. there's not actual fire? I mean, yeah, I guess there's induction heating. Combustible. Combustible is the ability to explode, right? I don't think explode is the exact definition, but to combust, yeah. I mean, it is to burn, right? Is it just to burn? Because I then, say yes, I don't think it. I don't think there's an explosive property necessarily to combustible. Okay, then, okay. Then is does combustible mean flammable? And are well, okay. I don't know if all flammable things are burnable. Uh, please elaborate in that sentence. I there's magic tricks that we're like, oh, this scarf caught on fire and it doesn't, and I know that you dip it in the stuff, and the stuff is what's on fire, not the scarf. But like, I think perhaps we should step away from the magic metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is there Seeing anything as how else that... Inti- our intention is trickery. <laughs> <laughs> is 
and we're trying to get to some truths. <laughs> is, is there anything else, though, that is on fire but is not burning? No. I don't I mean, know. No, burning needs a fuel source. Like that, It's a chemical reaction. Okay. And it is using up energy and releasing then it as is there any heat. difference between flammable and burnable? I don't think so. I mean... Is there any difference between flammable and burnable and combustible? I kind of feel like not right now. I this mean, is so. This is such. You, 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 your little. You were so worried about proportional and proportional. When flammable, combustible, and burnable are all words, not even the same section in the dictionary. But this is what I'm talking about. We got too many words and not enough definitions to go around. Okay, but these are all again words with hats on them. They're, flammable is from flame and burnable is from burn. And you need flame and burn because those are different. And so, yeah. And so when I am making up words and I'm like, hey, this is burnable. And you're like, ah, we already have the word flammable for that. And I'm like, eh, it's burnable. No, no, I you're... think we should be able to make up words. Yeah, I think you're right because burnable, burning, burn, I think is a larger, broader term that uh, is happening. Flames is a specific type of burning. If it's flammable, okay. it can create flames. But mm-hmm. you've ha- you've got smoldering, which you know it's it's like a coal, like it's burning, but it is not producing a flame. Right. Um. I got no clue on combust. <laughs> I mean, combust to me okay. is the starting of burning. It's like the, that's the the ignition. It will combust, burn with potential flames. Uh huh. Okay, <laughs> but that still leaves you with burnable, combustible, and flammable, all meaning the same thing. I don't think they are meaning the same thing. I don't know that you can separate them because if it's flammable, it has to be combustible mm-hmm. because you can't get the flame without something combusting. Right. So and both of those have to be burnable. Yes. But the way we use flammable, things that are burning without flames, I think are still flammable. I think. That may be the case right now. Let's wait till the end <laughs> of the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're arguing that coal cannot be flammable. I mean, it can be, well, it can't hold a flame, though. I think it, yeah. No, I don't think coal's flammable. I think it's burnable and combustible, but it can't hold a flame. All right. Okay, but, but, so, flammable is burnable with extra information. Yeah, with some description okay. in there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the infamous example. Yep. Just like inflammable. Okay. All right. I am willing to accept that, uh, pending more information. Great. <laughs> And I will concede for now, proportionately and proportionally. Okay. <laughs> what a compromise. I will call this a win for Davis. <laughs> and the world. <laughs> it's a win when the very thing you brought up. You like won a weird side battle. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> no! <laughs> I think that'll do it for us then, Joel. Alright. I'm happy with that. That works. Alright, until next time. Bye, guys. Absurdity Indulgence is recorded in front of a live studio cat.